back to Access Bodybuilding with me, Aaron Sigerman, and my co-host, IFP Bikini Pro, Christina Voynich. Christina, what's in the news for this week? IFBB Governor's Cup Women's Physique Division, the first IFBB Pro Men's Physique show in the books, plus how do you get a contract, Bob Chick Cancer, Dennis Wolf and Dennis James Party Promoters, all tonight on Access Bodybuilding. <laughs> nice. Um, so, Christina, uh, there is not a lot in the news this week, but we always find something here on Access Bodybuilding. So you'll notice this is the first, uh, is at least that I can remember, that we're going into something like, how do you get a contract? And I like how you put the emphasis on you, because that's right. It's people listening. How do they get a contract? Right. It's one of those things we, you and I both get comments all the time on how to supplement contract, some sort of magazine contract, anything. So we're going to check about uh, the right ways and the wrong ways to go about doing that and kind of what to expect too. And I'm even going to throw out, um, and you can too, some dollar figures because people want to know, people are, have misconceptions about what they should expect. A lot of guys turn pro, I'm sure a lot of bikini girls, everybody get their pro card and immediately assume that they're going to get a uh, six-figure contract. Oh, I, <laughs> I would not be doing this radio show if that were the case. Yeah, I'm so, kidding, I'm kidding. Yeah. Yeah, so um, the, really. the, the, <laughs> the, um, the truth of the matter is that um, it's less. And so we'll talk about that and go into details. But first, let's talk about what happened this weekend in California. The IFBB Governor's Cup Women's Physique Division on the very first Men's Physique Division show. Uh, let's start with the Women's Physique Division because that's something that uh, you and I have both been watching very, very closely. As I think, I think you would agree, out of the, all the new divisions, even including bikini, and um, and men's physique, I feel like women's physique has the most potential for really uh, uh, changing the sport in a way. Absolutely, I think um, while now we have what three women's physique pro shows under our belts, um, you know, I think it's going to take a lot more than that to get the soft, you know, definition, the solid figure um, physique look that we really know, you know, what defies a or defines a women's physique competitor. But I think we're gradually getting there. Um, and I think it's a little more understood now than it was after the first show, you know? Yeah, I, I think so. I think I know that talking to Lee Thompson, who's been the head judge of all of these shows, um, that he said that the St. Louis show more approximated what they were looking for in Michelle Blank and Sarah, uh, is it H- 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 Huddle, right? Sarah Hurley. Hurley, Hurley. I don't know why I always have her. Her name is very easy, Hurley, but I always say it wrong. Yeah, Hurley. Uh, anyway, uh, Sarah and Michelle are uh, two people that he said in that show in particular, that was more of what they were looking for. He said both of them could have been in a little bit better condition, but um, that was more of the look that, that the organization was shooting for. Right. Um, which is interesting. And uh, we'll talk about that more in a minute. But we do have quotes from both of these girls. And we'll start off with the winner of that show, Sarah Hurley, um, yep. that you interviewed on Muscle Girls, Inc. And I've cut out a little piece of your interview, and I encourage people to go listen to the rest of the interview, which is available. Check it out and see the whole interview. But this is just a clip of her explaining the uh, genesis of being a figure girl and deciding, uh, basically, you know, the last minute to be a women's physique division girl and um, the success that she's had. So here is Sarah explaining um, kind of what happened. Now, I want to ask you, like, how was that in St. St. Louis last year? I know when you were coming back to St. Louis this year, you know, you're coming back the vengeance. So tell us a little bit about yeah. what happened last year um, in St. Louis that you weren't able to compete. Well, you know, leading up to the show, you know, I mean, 
I don't know. I mean, maybe some people's experience is different, but, you know, coming into the show, you're not feeling that great. You know, you're a little cranky and, you know, your body's a little off. I mean, you're not, you're tired, things like that. So I was opening a gym at that time huh. and working, you know, my tail off. And I definitely, I had gotten sick about three weeks prior to the show. I don't think I ever felt a hundred percent, but you know, you're just grinding. You're like, well, this is all part of the process. Maybe I just need right. to because I'm dieting. Okay. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So, you know, and you're just trying to get to the end, you know, you, I'm, I'm a pretty tough cookie. So it's like, I just kind of was going through it, you know, getting through it. And, um, I got to St. Louis and, and I actually got more sleep than I'd gotten in, in a good few months and just woke up, hadn't eaten, went over to take a look, you know, have my coach take a look at me, Kimono, and um, I happened to pass out in the hallway. Oh. Um, yeah, and at that time, I didn't realize it, but I got a concussion. Oh, my goodness. Um, by falling, right. So I proceeded to throw up for, for the remainder of the day. I did kind of stumble down to tanning, and then I just continued to throw up through the evening. So I do believe I had some sort of stomach bug in addition to when I passed out. I got oh, my concussion. goodness. I know it was very reminiscent of poor Justine Monroe here recently, too. I so. know. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, after you've busted your tail for, you know, four or six months, whatever it is, um, but, um, you know, it's a, you live and learn. Um, and like I said, it did. It's, and that's what I'm, I'm hoping the second place does. It just makes you hungrier. It, it, it I was more resolved that I wasn't going to go out like that. Right. Um, right. Well, now, and now, you know, and now you're, you're like, I'm going to fight with a vengeance now to come back yeah, and do yeah. well. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So then, now, I had heard that you weren't originally, is it true, I guess I'll ask, that you weren't originally planning on doing physique, that you were actually getting ready uh-huh. to do the Governor's Cup, but do figure. So you were getting That's ready for, for Sacramento, but you were going to do figure. So what on earth wow, happened? sparked that little light bulb in your head and said, you know what, I'm, I know I'm a week out, but uh, I think I'm going to jump into physique. So tell, tell us about that thought process. <laughs> yeah, well... You know, so three weeks prior to Sacramento, so two weeks prior to St. Louis, I was in L.A. for the Muscle Contest show. And um, I was there supporting um, one of my clients. Uh, she's an ICD bikini pro, Lindsay Morrison. We were there um, with her. And we actually had a shoot with Pavel on Monday of that week. Um, so Monday before St. Louis. And some of these pictures, you know, were posted. And, and even that weekend during the show, you know, people were kind of mentioning, Sarah, you look amazing. Uh, I mean, are you, you're making the switch. They, I don't know if they saw my physique. It looks a little bit bigger, harder. I'm not sure. I was, like I said, kind of dieting for this particular show. Right. Um, so I got some feedback. You know, it's funny because initially, I mean, I was like, absolutely, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, you know, going to compete in Sacramento. Sure. Um, like I said, some people saw the photos and, and just, it was some recommendations by, you know, people that, you know, this might be a fit. All right. So that's 
um, happened with Sarah. Literally, you know, three weeks out from St. Louis, uh, you know, she was getting ready for Sacramento, which she did. That was the Governor's Cup. And, um, you know, she kind of just decided on a whim that she was, you know, going to only change a couple of things and kind of keep going with her prep for Sacramento and see where she stood, you know, in the lineup in physique. Um, this was something she never, if you listen to the rest of the interview, she never had any uh, desire, any plans to ever switch to women's physique. This was something that literally was done on a whim. And um, she said that um, when the division was first produced, she didn't even put herself in that category. She's like, oh, that'd be really great for, you know, the smaller bodybuilders or the bigger figure girls, not realizing that she was one of them. Um, that just needed to, you know, kind of dial in a few things here and there. And then she'd actually be successful. I know she was a little disappointed when at the Governor's Cup, you know, she took second instead of first. I think a lot of people had expected um, that she was going to end up winning this show. Instead, it was given to Karen Kimura. I think that's how you pronounce her name. And um, she actually turned pro um, the, at nationals this year in uh, in women's physique. So she's kind of a brand new women's physique girl and then wins her first pro show. So um, a little bit of an upset. I think people were expecting Sarah to walk away with another win, but um, nonetheless, she still looked she still looked great. It's interesting to note that uh, I never considered, and it sounds like Sarah never considered herself to be one of the more muscular figure competitors to begin with. Yeah, you know, she won at uh, Junior Nationals in 2010, and it was a girl that, I mean, I remember seeing her, and of course she's got short hair, so I was like, you know, uh, drawn to her specifically, because you can, you know, see her entire physique. Um, it's not, you know, all uh, uh, camouflaged by a bunch of extensions and, and whatnot, but, you know, she did Jackson, she placed like 19th, yeah. she didn't place at Europa, she wasn't doing very well. Her best placing was at the Optimum Shreveport show, and she placed like 7th. I wonder if that's because she was too muscular, or if they just didn't like what they were seeing. I think she was just a little too big and she was never really able to get really, really tight. Um, you know, she kind of has a very athletic background and, you know, it's just one of those things. She wasn't able to be incredibly conditioned and now here is a division where they don't want you to be super, super hard and greeny and vascular. So she, I think she was able to find kind of that middle ground. Um, it could have also been that they just really didn't like um, her specific look and her shape for figure. I mean, that's definitely part of it too. But I think it was because she was Oh, just a little bit more muscular than than the other girls were. Okay, well, our next um, little interview is um, myself and Michelle Blank. Michelle, as everybody knows, uh, is a professional fitness competitor. And um, I don't want to go too far into what she's going to say, but basically she had an injury that kept her out of competing this year, a calf, a tear in the calf. And uh, she last year she did the Olympia, placed sixth place in fitness. And um, I guess you know her story is even a little more amazing because she got to St. Louis not expecting to compete at all, but just root on some of her friends and fitness competitors that were already there because her trip was basically already paid for. And instead she ends up on stage in women's physique division with no preparation, not even knowing the poses, the mandatory poses, or having a routine done or anything, not even having a suit with her, and ends up placing second place that same, well, the next day. Uh, it's a hell of a story. Show. Yeah. So here is Michelle explaining that in a little bit more detail and kind of telling us what happened. I am on the line right now with Michelle Blank. In case anybody doesn't know, uh, Michelle competed last year at the New York Pro uh, and qualified for the Olympia, went on the Olympia, got sixth place in fitness. And this all kinds of leads us to now, um, well, a few weeks ago, two weeks ago, well, it was one week ago, wasn't it? The St. Louis Pro. Uh, she placed second, not in fitness, but in women's physique division. So, Michelle, welcome to the show. Hi, Aaron. How are you? It's a pleasure. I think this is the first time I've had you on, isn't it? 
It is. What took you so long? I know. I should have had you on before about fitness stuff, but we'll have plenty of opportunities for fitness in the future. I guess the question, before we even get started, are we going to see you back doing uh, women's physique more often now? Um, well, that's kind of a question for, for myself right now as well, but I think... Um, Currently, with my state of my injury, is it's causing me to not be able to compete in fitness. Um, physique is, has added a, a nice little something for me for me to work towards and continue doing for the time being. All right. Well, let's let's talk about this. You were planning on doing fitness, obviously, and you're still planning on doing fitness, I believe, uh, in Pittsburgh, right? Yes. So, what stopped you from doing it at the St. Louis Pro Show? Well, um, early in January, I tore my calf muscle in my left leg. Um, Lucky enough, it was only a partial tear, but still it takes some time to heal. Um, I was in training for both the Arnold and for St. Louis. Um, I attempted to continue training with, you know, obviously um, altering and modifying what I was doing to try and get ready for the Arnold and for St. Louis. Um, in hopes that it would heal in time, and unfortunately, it did not. Um, and it kind of makes it kind of difficult when you tear a calf to do jumps sure. and flips and things like that. But I am a lot, you know, I am able to work around it as much as I possibly can. Um, that allowed me to stay in stay in some good shape in order to get on the physique stage. <laughs> Well, how did that how did that happen? So you go to St. Louis. I'm assuming you already had tickets, or or did you just go to support the other girls? What was the why did you go to St. Louis in the first place? Yeah. Well, all my travel arrangements were made already um, before I withdrawn from the Arnold and from St. Louis, and my um, friend Derek was helping to sponsor the fitness division in St. Louis. So I wanted to go support him as well as the fitness division, the fitness girls, and everything was already scheduled for me to go. So I figured it was a great opportunity to continue supporting the sport. And so I went and I show up there Thursday night um, and I run into Bob Ciccarello and he looked at me and he said, well, you know, we're talking about my calf and and well, you're looking pretty lean. Um, why don't you think about getting on the physique stage? And he was like, for Saturday. And I, I just kind of looked at him and thought he was crazy. Um, I didn't even know at the time what the mandatories were. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so he said to me, well, you know, tomorrow morning, why don't we get together and, you know, I'll put you through the mandatory poses and we'll decide whether, you know, you're in condition enough to, to get on stage. So I, I saw him Friday morning, he asked me again, he's like, so are we doing those mandatories? <laughs> I said, I guess it wouldn't hurt, I'm here. Right. And so he he put me through the mandatories and he said, I really think you can you, you can get on stage on Saturday. And um, well, I wasn't certain, so I called, I called my coach, Tracy Greenwood, and we discussed it for a while and decided whether it was a good idea or not. And after, and about noon on Friday, we decided to go ahead and, and go for it. <laughs> Did you? I mean, you have a fitness background, obviously, so you, you you're familiar with choreographing routines and and learning that kind of stuff. How difficult was it for you to learn the uh, mandatory poses? Because I'm looking at some pictures, and you look to be doing a pretty damn good job of, uh, of posing out there. Uh, the mandatories actually it didn't it didn't take me too long to learn the mandatories. I 
went back and forth for a while. I only had about an hour to actually try to work on the routine part. <laughs> you know, by the time I got everything into place with music and, you know, I had to rent a suit from Tammy Marie. She was coming into town, getting that into place, my scheduling of my tanning and the makeup um, and changing my food, my diet real quick. And so I only had about an hour on Friday to really practice posing and and the routine. I kind of struggled with myself back and forth for a while. I'm like, well, how much time do I want to spend on choreographing? I really need to make sure I know these mandatory. That's that's the first part. Sure. And so I, I spent more time on actually practicing the mandatories than actually putting a routine together. Well, let's talk about um, being on stage. So you you decide to do the show. You get on stage, and you up there and do your uh, your posing. You walk out and everything, and you're in the first call out. So obviously, you know um, you've been competing long enough. You know what that means. It means they're they're looking at you for you know the top placings. What were you thinking as that happened? I was just so excited. Um, first of all, I was just so excited to get on stage with this calf injury. It had been a, a little bit of a struggle for me since you know January, just training and not knowing whether I would actually be able to get on stage or not at any point this year. Um, so it was, first of all, just a huge relief to me and a huge mental boost. And I think that confidence just kind of came through on stage. So when I got in the first call out, I was, I was ecstatic. I wasn't expecting that. I was like, wow, this is such a turning event for me for this weekend. And um, a, a huge, a huge boost for me. Um, and I, I was, I was thrilled. It was great to be up there. Um, I know you've been watching, you know, you obviously are a fan of the sport in general. So you've been watching women's physique division, I'm sure, before you got involved in it. You've been you've seen all the other results and everything in the last show the week before and everything, right? Right, right. Well, I, I, I followed it a little bit, but not as closely as I, I am now. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that you are following it closer, um, what do you think about women's physique division? I mean, uh, from what I talked to, you know, I talked to some of the judges, and, and um, they said that this week's, or the, this, your show uh, with you and Sarah has been the, the most, um, I guess, the best representative of all the shows, of the three they've done so far, um, of what they're looking for, or the four, sorry, that they've done. That, that, that is the, um, the you... And Sarah, what they saw is closest to what they're looking for, period. Um, what do you think of that? Well, I think that's great for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, I, you know, I really actually didn't compete in the physique division. I really enjoyed it, and I liked where it was going. Um, I think it's a a great way to demonstrate, you know, our our strengths, but in, in a nice and a nice fan room flow with being able to do the posing and the flexing and the posing. And um, I really I really like the direction it's, it's going in, and I look forward to seeing, you know, as it grows, as it continues going in the same direction. As with any new division, you're going to see, you know, various, you know, shapes and physiques on stage until they actually you can see through the judging what they're looking for and um, I really think it's going in a good direction let me ask you one uh, controversial question so you are um, this was I guess it's fair to say the condition that you were usually in like last year at the Olympia this was softer than you would be for a um, for a fitness show wouldn't you say uh, definitely. I mean, I was not in my, even my, my, you know, during the week before a show, you change your diet up a little bit. Sure. And I was in my, let's see, I was about 
seven weeks out at the time from right. Pittsburgh. There you go. Right. So, right, I definitely wasn't in my show my show physique. Okay, and I, I think the same is safe to say about Sarah because Sarah was uh, planning to do, I believe, I don't know, I think she was going to do one of these shows coming up, maybe this last California show or maybe one the one coming up. Mm-hmm. She was planning to do figure in that, so she was not in the right. shape that she would have been in for a pro figure show. Now, mm-hmm. this leads me to the question, what do you think about that? I mean, this is women's physique, and uh, originally I would have imagined that it would be somewhere, I don't know, maybe the fitness kind of um, conditioning with slightly more muscle than figure, when in reality that that's not at all what it's turned out to be. You know, you were seven weeks out, and she was a few weeks out of a figure contest, yet you guys were at the top of this. What do you think? Well, I think you can still see our structure and where our structure's at. Now, we weren't technically quite at the condition we were. We, they would have liked to see us in. I don't think they really liked. I think they would have liked to see both of us tighter. I know they definitely would have liked to see me tighter. Um, but I think as far as what the the structure they're looking for, we probably represented more the structure they're looking for, and just maybe not tight, quite the conditioning. And you know, like I, a lot of them have said. They can only judge which are on stage, and right. they're, they're trying to go down a certain certain road and, and and show where they would like to be. Now, we obviously probably you know if all of us came in the conditioning they wanted to, and I came in the way I did last week, I probably wouldn't play so well. But compared to what was on you know on stage at the time, that's what they wanted to look at. Right, absolutely. So, what is the next plans for Michelle Blanker? So, are you still deciding? Um, well, I'm still deciding as far as, um, you know, waiting to see what this calf does. It's still kind of giving me a bit of issues where it would affect a fitness routine, and I don't want to push it too hard where I could potentially re-injure it, which would not only affect my fitness performance, but also my career. And um, my career, as many people know, I'm in law enforcement, and I instruct defensive tactics and rest techniques, and I... I need my calf for that. So it's, it's a balance. And, um, you know, I would like to be on stage in Pittsburgh. Um, the, you know, the farther along we get, the, the likelihood of that happening um, and where I would perform at a level that I would feel is quality performance for a fitness routine may not, may not be what can be done. So lucky enough, now I do have this new division, physique division, which I fit in better for than a figure division um, gives me another opportunity and I'm actually hope uh, my plan right now I think I'm going to get on stage in New York in physique so I'm very exciting very exciting well thank you very much for coming on the show Michelle Uh, I appreciate it and we will definitely have you back on in the future Thank you very much. Always good to talk to you, Aaron. Absolutely. See you soon, Michelle. Bye. Fusion Bodybuilding makes bodybuilding's strongest supplements, and they're committed to giving back to you. Fusion Bodybuilding not only want to promote the bodybuilding lifestyle, but they also want to help build the sport. Bodybuilding is all they do. It's their obsession. You know the feeling. That's why you're here. Visit Fusion Bodybuilding at FusionBodybuilding.com or join in on the conversation on the Fusion Bodybuilding fan page on Facebook, where you'll find IFBB Pro Q&As, content giveaways and nothing but in-depth bodybuilding talk fusion bodybuilding bodybuilding strongest supplements head over to fusionbodybuilding.com today 
Myotropics Physique Nutrition is the most exciting supplement company to come along in decades. That's because Myotropics isn't just another company. It's the brainchild of iconic metabolic expert, Dr. Scott Connolly, the inventor of the original body recomposition product that changed the industry and allowed millions of people to get in the best shape of their life. And CEO Vince Andrich, author of the groundbreaking Physique Athlete Guide. Myotropics flagship product, Physique 2.0, contains their exclusive Meta Effects Amino CD protein compound that maximizes whole body protein economy, your personal linchpin for gaining and retaining the most muscle while also shedding maximum body fat. Plus, Physique 2.0 contains the world's first legitimate fat-burning carbohydrate, Meta Effects FAO-CHO, for full hard muscle and increased fat burn. If you live to develop the ultimate physique, go with Myotropics, real people that live to develop physique nutrition. Go to Myotropics.com. It's your body. It's your art. Master it. Myotropics.com. Hydrolyze Ultra, the leader in cellular hydration water. Hydrolyze Ultra water has been designed by shrinking and reshaping molecules to allow a faster and more sustained delivery into your cells. Our cellular water has gone through a magnetism and laser treatment process, along with adding electrolytes to our special ingredients. This allows all nutrients to be absorbed at a maximum cellular state. By using Hydrolyze Ultra, all nutrients, supplements, and carbohydrates you consume will be absorbed at a greater rate. Lactic acid gets flushed faster, and you'll feel fully hydrated. Get the advantage that top athletes have achieved. Try Hydrolyze Ultra today. Visit HydrolyzeUltra.com. That's HydrolyzeUltra.com. RxMuscle.com. Now you have a place to turn when you want the truth on bodybuilding, diet, and exercise. Up to the minute news and more. Visit the RxMuscle.com forums featuring celebrity Q&As with IFBB professional athletes, top amateurs, and the brightest minds in the industry. Listen to our weekly radio shows, including Heavy Muscle Radio, Muscle Girls Inc., After Hours, and more. Contest coverage, videos, even our own social networking site, Rx Muscle Place. Visit RxMuscle.com. Welcome back to Access Bodybuilding, and we're moving on the list here, and we're going to talk a little bit about how to get a contract. And Christine, I, I don't know about you, but one of the most common emails I get is, uh, you know, other than like guys wanting to uh, gay wrestle and stuff on Facebook, is is next. Damn, on, I thought I was the only one getting those. Yeah, next on the list for me is how do I get a contract? And um, in, in reality, I, I get um, I'm in a unique position because um, a lot of times people that can get contracts or already have contracts will contact me asking, you know, about how to get a better contract or what they think something they're they're worth or whatever and that could be um a a pro or a national level guy or or, or a girl or anybody and so i get asked this a lot but what i'm going to first do is i'm going to talk about somebody with that that is just aspiring that doesn't necessarily have a contract yet but i guess this this advice can also be used for somebody who is um out there who is competing as a pro and doesn't have a contract or wants a better contract the key what you need to think of when you want a contract is what are you worth to the company? So you got some company out there that you want to work with, or really you could, you know, you could be, you could be any company. You have to say, what are you going to provide to them to make you worth something? Some people, um, like for example, uh, your boyfriend, Mike Libertori, his image may be worth something. So sure. that he might be able to say, okay, my image is worth, you know, a few thousand dollars a month alone. So lending his image to a company might be worth money. Most people are not able to say that. You know what I mean? Yeah, you need to prove that you have something to bring to the table other than the ability to diet and train 
and show up on stage a few times. You have to have something else to offer for me. I've gotten this question about about a million times because I just signed my my third year, my my third contract with Optimum Nutrition, obviously one of the um, staples in the bodybuilding world. And I actually got signed um, after I had only competed once at kind of a uh, shitty uh, figure show in the middle of nowhere um, at a natural federation. I wasn't even in the MPC yet. I had done one show. um, And when I was contacted about getting a contract i let them know what else i was able to do except yeah you know be be a pretty face i want them to know that i was just going to be a pretty face i said you know i've got my background in broadcast journalism i've got you know a history in working in the tv business i have all of these other things this this pr work this communications work that they knew so that way they would know that they would get a lot more out of me other than throwing me in a few of magazine ads that i was actually going to be worth something to them in the long run that they could develop things with me so that's definitely a big part is letting people know those little things about you um, whether it's a background in some industry work that you've had, whether it's communications, P, whatever it may be, other things you can bring to the table. Because if you're just going to say, oh, yeah, I compete and I've done pretty well, that's probably not going to be enough, especially if you want dollar signs attached to that contract, not just free supplements. Right. And um, to, to I'm going to add up on that or expound upon that um, by telling you what you can do for nothing. To, to get to make yourself worth something, there's a few main ways. Social media, you know, these days people and companies judge uh, an athlete like Christina said, not just on looks or their contest history, but the following that they have or the people that they can reach. So, yep. say that this is a very interesting thing is you can see how much how many people you're reaching by you know your followers on on uh, Twitter, your amount of subscribers or friends on Facebook, how active you are on the boards. You know, you see some of these girls, more girls than guys for whatever reason, who are very active all over the internet, and you'll see their names come up over and over and over again, and. When you're seeing that, it's not just you seeing that, it's other people seeing that. That person can be attached to a company and now that's worth money because their name is not just being shown but also the um, the association with the company. For example, Iron Mag Labs, who I work with, just signed Jillian Ravel. Uh, Now, Jillian has of course became a pro women's physique competitor but before that she was very very active on all the boards MD RX uh, Facebook everywhere people knew who she was even though she was at the time not I don't want to say a bad figure competitor but she wasn't you know winning she wasn't yeah she she wasn't doing very well but people knew her but people knew her so now because of that and she accomplished something with the contest she has a contract that pays her money and um, very few contracts this is something that probably a lot of people will here and not be disappointed by but very few contracts that you see out there money, there's money attached to it a lot of people are getting free supplements absolutely uh, or you know free supplements and exposure which is an interesting word because exposure is worth something and uh, don't let people tell you it's not worth anything but to, at some point you know exposure is not going to pay the bills exactly and a lot of times you'll get um, what a lot of people uh, expect from you know the sponsor is either money which if that doesn't happen then it's definitely free supplements or free product whatever you know the company is and then also um, accommodations and travel covered sure. for competitions and to a lot of people that's more valuable than anything because they want to be able to compete and let it not cost them an arm and a leg everybody knows that it's very very expensive um, in order to compete so of course that's a, a big thing and I don't think that's totally unreasonable yeah 
to ask for in a contract if you are given one um, other than free product because if you think about it you know, of free product is only going to cost the company a few bucks. It's not going to be that much. So um, if they're at least cover your, you know, uh, accommodations and travel for maybe a couple of shows a year, if not all of them, um, that I don't think is is unreasonable to ask for because that's what a lot of companies should at least do, um, you know, for a a minimum amount of shows. A lot of companies will even uh, pay for girls' suits. Sure. Um, yep. Hair Absolutely. and makeup. There, there's a lot of different. There's ways to finagle a contract to get what you want out of it. You know, when you talk to a company, if you know, if you don't think it's reasonable to ask for money, then you know, you can ask for other stuff as long with uh, the um, the travel and the yep. hotel. You tanning can try to throw in, yeah, food. throw in the tanning, right? Throw in the food. Throw. You know, you try to do whatever you can. Another thing that people don't that that people don't utilize as much, but is very easy to do now, is YouTube. Um, YouTube is valuable, just like Facebook and anything else. If you're making videos and people are watching these videos, then at the beginning of a video, you can have a a commercial. Um, And I don't suggest, I'm not talking about the commercials that YouTube will put on there because they're not worth anything. You have to get a thousand views to get a dollar or something like that. So that's not worth anything. But if you can pay, get a a company to sponsor your YouTube channel, sounds silly, but it's definitely doable. Um, Facebook now, if you look at Facebook, you've got not just your little picture on the side you've got this banner on the top you can sell your banner you know what yep. I mean there's all kinds of different ways to you, to show a company what you're worth if you have thousands of people thousands of friends and subscribers looking at your page they're seeing you but they're seeing this big banner and it's just like a banner you would sell on a website right so these are different things you can do let's talk about the money that contracts are worth Christina okay a I would say that a magazine contract if you're an IFBB pro starts at about a thousand dollars a month, right around a thousand dollars, and it can go up to you know, if you're Mr. Olympia, you could be a hundred thousand dollars in that range, in the hundred low hundred thousand dollar range. True, um, I, I agree with that. Now, now, if we're talking about girls, eh, it's usually there's usually not a lot of magazine contracts available for girls anyway. True. Um, and if they are, it's a lot of it is like you're getting exposure, you know? Yeah. If you're a female and you're offered any sort of magazine contract, you just take it. Um, and you don't really try to try to negotiate for a whole bunch of money because um, I've said it to nearly everyone. I've trained or spoken to uh, as a woman you, you unfortunately we're still on the lesser end of the pay scale here in the bodybuilding world because it's the men who really make the make the dollars because there's the, they're the ones selling the tickets to right. the shows um, I know it's, it's tits and ass show now for bikini but uh, we're still not the ones selling all the tickets um, one thing to consider if you're a girl or a guy is what that means when you sign with a magazine it's an exclusive contract so unless you, you make you specify that it isn't um, in other words if you are to sign with Fitness RX, um, and they're going to provide you with no coverage. You know what I mean? Then you are signing for nothing and, and no longer able to interview with anybody else. So it's just something right. you have to consider. I'm not saying necessarily that's a, a a bad idea if they can offer you something. If they can't, then you're losing out on you know being in Flex or being in you know uh, Muscle and Fitness Hers or being in Oxygen or all these other things because now you have a contract with a company that's giving you nothing. You know, you just have to be sure. Um, on the on the supplement end, a good rule of thumb is that it's three multiples bigger than your magazine contract. 
So, like, if you were with a magazine company, and a lot of time they have um, associations with supplement companies because they advertise, and they can hook you up um, one way or another. And um, if if you're getting a thousand dollars a month, some the general rule of thumb is you're worth three thousand dollars a month from the supplement company. That's the rule of thumb. Now, there's definitely differences, and you know, obviously, you want to get more than that. Um, a lot of people do get more than that, but that's the general rule of thumb. I, I definitely think that's a good, um, good, accurate description there. I think um, the the toughest thing is if you are an amateur expecting to get some paycheck from a supplement company, right. um, because. They uh, they sometimes don't even need the athletes. Michael and I were talking about this at one point. Like, you know, how much do supplement companies really, really need their athletes? Um, because at some point, the supplements kind of sell themselves. So you you have to understand that you know there's there's a million people out there, especially for women. There are a million amateurs out there, all trying to you know to get signed. And remember, we're in a we're in an industry where there's a million people, men and women, and they're all in pretty good shape. And they all look decently attractive. And so, unfortunately, like we said before, there has to be something that sets you apart from everyone else. Um, the, the social media aspect is definitely huge. It's also just putting yourself out there and trying to contact these companies. That, that's the biggest thing. Um, everyone always asks me, you know, can you give me the information for Optimo Nutrition? I was able to get a contract. You, If, if you are the look that they want, you have the same chance that I did, just like everyone does. You just have to contact the right person, you know, use your resources and everything. And also keep in mind that they may be looking type of athlete at the moment. They may not want the big, huge muscle freak. They might want someone who's a little more men's physique-like. So if you are that super heavyweight dude who's just big and massive, a company may not be looking for you right now. Um, so don't necessarily take it personal if someone's not interested because it could just be they want a more mainstream look or maybe they do want the big, huge, giant muscle freak look right now. Um, same thing for women. Sometimes they want something more mainstream. Sometimes they want someone super sexy. You never really know where their is at for, let's say, like the next ad campaign and when they're adding their new athletes. So keep that in mind, too, that if you know, you're not brought on right away, it's nothing personal. It's just you may not fit that mold that they want like right now, present time, you know? Absolutely. I agree with that. And also one tip that Dave Palumbo gave me a long time ago, which is definitely proven to be true is, you know, go to as many shows as you can. People might wonder, why is that? Why is that important? Because you're meeting people and meeting people and forming relationships uh, with the people who hire people (laughs) is probably as important as anything. So if you get out there and you meet people and now they know who you are and they have a face to the name, you're not going to be just some random person uh, trying to get a contract. You're going to be somebody, you're going to be, oh, that Christina, yeah, I remember her. She was nice. You know what I mean? Right. And and that is definitely worth something because um, that has helped me tremendously. You maintain relationships and friendships that you make at these things at shows. And next time they see you, they're like, oh, I remember you, you know? Yeah, you have to be seen. You got to let people see you because if you shoot an email, they're not going to know who the hell you are because they're getting a million emails from a million different people every day. Right, (laughs) absolutely. And and that, that same thing goes with going on the boards and posting. Posting. Posting on the boards, post under your real name. Do yes. not be swole gun sixty nine because that, <laughs> you post ten thousand times. It's not going to mean anything to anybody because you can't say 
hey, I want a contract with Optimum Nutrition. I'm Swolgun69. They're going to be like, well, first they're going to say, if your name is Swolgun69, <laughs> we're not going to sign you anyway. That's the other thing. When you send an email to these supplement companies, do not be sexy little kitten, you know, 6969 uh, at, at hotmail.com. Not a good thing. No. Pick a generic, normal first name, last name, Gmail, whatever. I'll right. uh, be very, you know, professional, have a nice signature. Um, with you know uh, for me you know on my signature I've got IFBB Bikini Pro underneath my name I've got my sponsors Optimum Nutrition ABB you know Liquid Sunrise Hydrolyze I've got the links to the radio shows that way if I'm contacting anyone of importance they can see and they can go to all of my links and pages they can see everything about me all at one time they don't have to go search for it um, that way you can also highlight it's like a little mini resume at the end of your uh, your signature sometimes so that's kind of a little tidbit that people can take away too. All right. Uh, next on our list is Bob Chicarello cancer. Um, and, and I guess it should be Bob Chicarello has cancer or had cancer, I suppose. Let me read um, what he posted on uh, Get Big. Uh, it's been brought to my attention that there was a threat about me having colon cancer. Not true. While I don't share most of my private life for obvious reasons, I appreciate the concern from people in my well, about my well-being. As most of you know, my father recently passed away from advanced prostate cancer he was diagnosed with about 13 years ago. One year ago, I was diagnosed with the beginning stages of prostate cancer. And the Gleason score indicated it was pretty aggressive, just like my father's. My father elected to go the radiation route as it was the newest treatment back then. Obviously, it didn't work. My choice was fairly obvious. Prostate removal with the newest technology, the Da Vinci robot-assisted radical prostectomy, which I did. Surgery was successful, and I am cancer-free for now. And a series of follow-up PSAs will let us know if I remain cancer-free. I thank God I was able to heal quickly in order to help my father and family through what would be his last six months with us. The first PSA resulted in an undetectable score, which is the best case scenario. I am due for another one shortly. So, Best of luck, for sure, to, uh, to Bob. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's tough because, obviously, I can only imagine being diagnosed with cancer at the same time that his dad is, you know, past, basically dealing with terminal cancer. That's got to be really tough. I'm imagining that, you know, maybe um, it struck a chord that he for sure needed to go get checked yeah. out. And, you know, my, my father is going through kind of this, this same thing where he's making sure he goes to the doctor about this and because he's at that, that same age, too. So it probably was a good thing that, you know, Bob found this out now instead of, you know, maybe um, after it had spread or got too bad. But um, sure. it sounds like he kind of has a on and that everything's, you know, going to pretty much be okay. Well, my dad does have colon cancer and I can can imagine i can't imagine being in bob's position you know um living out being with my dad for his last time knowing that i also have the same thing that he had i mean i just can't imagine so i'm very happy bob is a very nice guy and you know uh people on get big in the past have said bad things about bob and joke about bob and stuff like that and he usually goes back at him it's, it's very nice to see how many positive things are said to bob um, oh yeah about the, in this thread and about his dad and it just shows you know he, he all in all people do appreciate bob and uh, i know him personally so i can say for sure he's a good guy and um, i know i can speak for you and i both that uh i hope he stays cancer free you know indefinitely Absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, last on our list is Dennis Wolf and Dennis James, party promoters? Question <laughs> mark. Um, it's funny. I wouldn't think um, Dennis Wolf. Dennis James, I could see doing some partying. I've seen him dance a little bit. He, 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 yeah, yeah. He uh, he he seems like it. Dennis Wolf, I can't imagine. But 
you know, this is going to be in Germany, in Essen, Germany, uh, for the FIBO, which is coming up. Uh, Dennis Wolf and Dennis James are throwing this big party, kind of like a party with the pros, and they are going to be the promoters of this thing. And I, I you know, I, I won't be there, but I would love to see uh, uh, to see what kind of party they throw. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Dennis James, yes. Dennis Wolf, I would like to see him party. Yeah, I can't imagine. You know, I, I want to see him party. Actually, I wish I could go to this show. I <laughs> uh, you know it'll be funny. Um, he, uh, you know, the thing about it is, is I can guarantee you this is going to be a successful party because uh, Dennis Wolf obviously is like uh, Mr. Germany over there. You know, those guys I'm sure love him. He's the best bodybuilder to come out of Germany um, for quite some time. You know, uh, since. Uh, um, well, Arnold's Austria. I mean, he, it's been a while, you know. Dennis Wolf is as good as it gets from over there, and um, he's, a, he's a big deal. So I can imagine people will come for that. And then Dennis James speaks German, so they love him over there, too. True. Um, I guess that makes sense, yeah. So I bet you they make a lot of money with this thing. I, I bet. I, I, you know, I'm sure a lot of people will go. I think you're right. I think I, I think it should now, be fun. Are we? Do we know anyone who's going, or do, can can we get like inside scoop on what's going on? That would be there? interesting. I wonder who we know that's not with MD or Flex that we could have if, do. A, if like, you're a listening and you're going, let, let us, us know. know. Yeah, if you're doing a FIBO, <laughs> you're going to go to Dennis and Dennis's Dennis and Dennis's after party. We would love to get a report after the fact, kind of like a what what was going on, like a fly on the wall. What was going on at their party and. Uh, how did you see uh, Dennis Wolf dance? I would love to hear that. I'm sure we can find someone. Yeah, I will have to. I, a lot of people will go to work booths and stuff, and they'll probably end yeah. up going out after. For sure. Um, I want to go to FIBO one day. That's one of those places that I hear it's crazy. I would love to see um, to see that. I know. I've never been either. I think I've always wanted to go. I know uh, there was chat of me going at some point. But I don't think you know. Obviously, I'm not going this year. But uh, it would be. That's kind of one of my you know top three that I that shows that I'd like to go to and work. Yeah, I like to. I want to go to the Arnold Europe too, but um, I guess if, if there's time, if anybody is listening to the show and they want to bring Eric Singerman and RX Muscle out to, uh, hey, me, Germany, I'll go. Hello, go to, I mean, oh, I don't do anything right now. I'll go. All right, all right. Well, there you go. If anybody's listening out there and wants to bring us <laughs> to cover the show and I don't know, work something at your booth, you you let us know. Me and Christine will be out there. Yes, and we can cover the Dennis and Dennis after party ourselves. See? Two for the price of one. How yeah, about that? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, Christina, that is it for this week's Access Bodybuilding. Um, it was a different kind of show, but I liked it. It was good. You know, it kind of reminds me back when the uh, season was not so hopping. And yeah. uh, we kind of had these fun shows that we were not a lot talking about. Yeah. Um, just so everyone knows, too, this week on Muscle Girls, we did have, like we said earlier, Sarah Hurley on, and uh, she gave a more extensive response on uh, her big switch to women's physique and kind of what this has been like for her. Uh, Diana and I did the show a little later in the day, which means we were both very tired, and it's more of a slow, nice little show that we got going on. We also about the uh, 10 exercises that Women's Health says not to do. All these machines, they say, don't use at the gym, including the leg press, the leg extension, what? the machine. Yeah, and it tells you alternatives to do. So go listen to Muscle Girls. It's ridiculous, and we break down the whole article. It's hilarious. So uh, check that out, too, while you're there. And if they want to reach you? You can reach me at Christina at rxmuscle.com, C-R-I-S-T-I-N-A at rxmuscle.com. And uh, also you can send uh, Muscle Girls Inc. an email if you would even like to be on the air. I see on Access, we don't let listeners on the air, but over on Muscle Girls, you can get on the air and you can ask questions. So uh, that's Muscle Girls Inc. at rxmuscle.com. All right. And for me, Jubaka, Jubacca, at rxmuscle.com. And follow me at Twitter at sign Aaron Segerman. That is it for Access Bodybuilding this week. Sweet. Come back next week on Wednesday and we'll have more stuff for you. Peace out. Peace out.